Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. I'm just uh, curious your reaction to that that settlement number. They charge the cops? No, ma'am. Then that's my reaction. I mean, yeah, money is cool, but did they charge the cops? And they didn't, so our job isn't done. Welcome to Social Justice Thursdays on Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. You can find me on the social meets, as Phoebe Robinson would say, I am at elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. And as I mentioned, this will be our social justice episode since I came on to the Locked On Women's Basketball family. I've been dedicating one of my two episodes a week to social justice because that is what the WNBA has dedicated their season to. And there is a lot of news on that front. But we're also in playoffs. If you heard my episode on Tuesday, you know. I am so excited for the WNBA playoffs. I gave you my picks. I picked Connecticut and I picked Phoenix to advance. And well, if you didn't hear Lindsey Gibbs talk to Matt Ellentuck, you know that that second pick was not in the bag, not secure, not until the last five seconds of the game. Go check out Lindsey Gibbs. She is our host on Wednesdays. She was joined by the amazing Matt Ellentuck and they break down the pettiness. Now, usually I do some wobble tea, but you're going to want to hear about the pettiness of it all, of the opening round of the WNBA playoffs. So I'm going to leave that for Lindsay because we have plenty of social justice to talk about. Um, Also in this episode, before we wrap up, I will give you what we are going to see tonight. So Phoenix will be in action again tonight. I will run that down later in the episode. But again, today we're talking social justice. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit reluctant to continue with the conversation of social justice. And I'm glad that I stuck with it. But the reason I was reluctant and hesitant is because this has been a taxing season. I usually give my biggest winners, biggest losers. The biggest loser every week for me has been the injuries. There's so many injuries in the wobble. You tack on to that, the mental focus that it takes. They're not the usual outlets of being with family and friends, uh, escaping to the movies, etc, etc. Kia Nurse has talked a lot about that, Kia Nurse with the New York Liberty. And so as as a journalist, it you want to get the story. And for me, the story for this podcast has been the social justice efforts, the social and racial justice efforts of the WNBA. But I'm also a human. I don't want to get chewed out when I ask a question. I don't want to bring and belabor any of the difficulty of the wobble season. And then right before I was Entering the Zoom circuit, as I call it, the Wubble Zoom circuit, where we, as journalists, pop on from video conference to video conference. Thank goodness, hashtag first world problems. I have a laptop, a working laptop, and an iPad that I can hop on two calls at the same time. Anyway, right before I was hopping on to the first calls, and and the first call that I participated in was with the Las Vegas Aces, there was some news. 
I first saw the report from the New York Times and then later from CNN. But the New York Times headline reads, Brianna Taylor's family to receive $12 million settlement from the city of Louisville. And so this was, of course, Brianna Taylor. She is the woman um, that the WNBA uplifts every game, every day. Brianna Taylor's name is on the back of all the WNBA jerseys. She is a part of the Say Her Name campaign. I've talked about that on shows in the past, uh, that that is a collaboration and the brainchild of Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw, who works with the African American Policy Forum. I'll drop in the show notes the previous episodes if you want more information on that. But there have been lots of prote- protests since Brianna Taylor was killed. She was a 26-year-old emergency room technician, and she was killed in her home um, because the police officers of Louisville had a no-knock warrant. A no-knock warrant is just that, that officers do not have to announce themselves before entering the home. And Brianna Taylor was with her boyfriend who had a legal firearm, heard a commotion as the reports go, and wanted to protect himself and Brianna and opened fire. At that point, he hit an officer, wounded an officer. The fires, the, excuse me, the officers returned fire. And the boyfriend of Brianna Taylor was injured, but not fatally wounded. Unfortunately, Brianna Taylor was fatally wounded. And this happened earlier in the year. The report from the New York Times, um, I'm going to read a little bit of this. The link to this particular article is in the show notes. The agreement announced Tuesday settled a wrongful death lawsuit brought by the young woman's family, Brianna Taylor's family. And this is a quote from Mayor Greg Fisher. My administration is not waiting to move ahead with needed reform to prevent a tragedy like this from ever happening again. When you know what the right thing to do is, you do it. Why wait? And the agreement, this is the New York Times reported, this is reported by Rukimi Kalamachi. The agreement, which did not require the city to acknowledge wrongdoing, was sizable, with her family receiving more than double the amount paid to the relatives of Eric Garner, the New York man who died in a police chokehold in 2014. While a few similar cases resulted in larger payments, from $13 million to a whopping $38 million, some of them came only after years in court battles. By contrast, the Louisville agreement was reached in just months. I think that this is another important piece that I want to read. Since the young black woman's death, the top demand of protesters who gather nightly in a downtown square has been that criminal charges be brought against the three white officers who shot Miss Taylor, who shot into Miss Taylor's home. But because the officers were fired upon first, legal experts say their actions may be protected under Kentucky's statute allowing the police to use lethal force in self-defense. For that reason, they say it is unlikely that a criminal inquiry be conducted by the state's attorney general will result in charges against at least two of the officers who were standing directly in front of Miss Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, when he opened fire first. A third officer, though, has been fired for shooting recklessly that night. 
So that's a, um, again, this is coming from the New York Times, the report that I saw first. And um, that's an important piece. Coming up on the show, I'm going to play for you snippets of the reactions to WNBA players. I spoke to Angel McCautry first. Angel was integral in getting Breonna Taylor's name on the back of the jersey. So we'll hear from Angel. And coming up next, you'll hear from other WNBA players and coaches around the league in response to the news of the Breonna Taylor settlement being offered to her family uh, to the tune of $12 million. All right. Angel, this is Eric Ayala here. Um, I wanted to ask you about a, a report coming from the New York Times that um, the family of Breonna Taylor uh, might be set to receive a $12 million settlement. Uh, That's it? I want your reactions. That's what we're hearing. It doesn't sound as though, at least right now from the reporting, that the officers will be arrested. Just wanted your reactions uh, to that. First of all, what is money? You know, yeah, they deserve millions, but first of all, that's not a lot of millions. And then second of all, why aren't they arrested? What, do, what, do, what else do we need to do? What else do people need to see? You know, twice a week, I get to record a podcast talking about women's basketball. And that doesn't happen without a rock-solid partnership with rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models... On vehicles, it is now nearly impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts from their computer? Why, why deal with all of that when you can hop on your mobile device, you can hop on your computer and head right over to rockauto.com a family business that has been serving Auto Parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you again write or type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com a little while ago you heard from angel mccautry um <laughs> angel doesn't think 12 million dollars is enough and she explained why um I also spoke with and I asked Candace Parker about the settlement. Candace is one of several mothers that is in the WNBA. And I mentioned that because Candace, in her reflection and reaction to the settlement, brought that up. Um, and she has her daughter Layla in the wobble with her, or, or did at least. Um, here's Candace Parker from the Los Angeles Sparks reacting to the news of the settlement to Breonna Taylor's family. Thank you, 
Candice, I wanted to ask you about some news that is being reported by CNN and also by uh, the New York Times regarding a $12 million settlement to the family of Breonna Taylor. As of right now, the New York Times reporting that does not include arresting the officers uh, that shot and killed Breonna in her home. Um, just your reactions to that, given that the season has been dedicated to her and so many others. Uh, this, this, this season has been dedicated to arrest the cops that are responsible for the murder of Breonna Taylor. You know, I think, I think it's interesting that this is a step, but this isn't um, what our goal was. And obviously we wear Breonna Taylor's name on the back of our jersey, but she represents so many other women that have been killed because of police brutality. And um, so I think, you know, as a mother, there's no amount of money, there's no amount of money that could take that away. Um, so I don't think that does anything. Some of you know that I have a YouTube series where I talk about social justice. And when I talked about social justice in women's basketball a few weeks ago, I made a point to say that I'm putting emphasis on asking white players, white coaches, of which outside of two, who you'll hear from on this episode, um, all of the head coaches in the WNBA are white. And so we're going to hear from Bridget Carlton and Sandy Brondello next. Uh, so not only are Bridget and Sandy both white, but they're also from different countries. They're not from the United States and they're a part of the WNBA and are seeing the conversation that we as Americans are having about racial injustice. And I think that their, their insight is illuminating in a lot of ways. So first we'll hear from Bridget. She was asked by first Michelle Vopel of ESPNW and then myself about her perspective as a white Canadian. And then after Bridget, you'll hear from Sandy Brundello. This is after that big win that I talked about that, again, Lindsay Gibbs and Matt Allentuck broke down on Wednesday's episode. So I asked Sandy Brundello after that big win, Phoenix's win to advance in the playoffs. Um, so again, Bridget Carlton of the Minnesota Lynx and Sandy Brundello, head coach of the Phoenix Mercury. Yeah, to your first question, I think advice I would give is putting yourself out there and not being afraid um, to take a stand, um, not being afraid to have the tough conversations, not being afraid to learn um, and ask questions. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from being in the WNBA, being in this bubble. Um, there's just so many strong women that aren't afraid to put themselves out there, aren't afraid to you know, say what they believe in and be strong opinioned about it. Um, so I think that's uh, the biggest thing I would say. And then to um, your question about the settlement, I think you know, money, that's the bare minimum. Um, there's no consequence for the officers that killed Breonna Taylor. Um, obviously, I think they included having significant police reform um, was included in the settlement. And I think that's a great step in the, in the right direction. But um, like I said before, that there's no consequence for the cops that killed um, Breonna Taylor. And that's, I think, what we're fighting for. So um, obviously going on to Breonna Taylor, I mean, I mean, you say, you know, money, does that really, someone died. Does really money take away the pain and and the officers still not, you know, being charged and, you know, obviously I'm from another country, so I, I, quite, I don't quite get that. Um, 
you know, and hope, I hope that family can find some peace, but there's still a lot of work to do. I mean, to, so we can get some more, um, you know, equality here in America and all around the world. There are a lot of facets when you're talking about racial and social justice. So the affirming what you want, but also talking about the injustice that is happening um, as in the meantime. And that's really difficult to, to grapple with is that you aspire for and you want a country or uh, a community to, you know, uphold certain morals. But in order to get to that, you have to work through what's not working. And coming up next, you'll hear from some players and coaches that I think really were really able to identify that what the WNBA has stood for this season is both wanting to affirm and aspire while also calling out and denouncing parts of the system that they feel are not working, which lead to no-knock warrants being legal in the first place. So coming up next, you'll hear from more voices of the WNBA around the WNBA in the Wubble, but I'll also give you some of the reporting that's coming from, this was from NBC and the Today Show. You'll hear from the Today Show who spoke to Breonna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, and her and her attorney, they had a sit down. And you hear a little bit, you'll hear snippets from that interview to put into context how the family feels about the settlement and what is to come next. Players that I spoke to about the Breonna Taylor settlement as the news was breaking, um, they made a point to honor that this settlement, the money, while not enough, is something. Um, and that's, again, that push and pull of justice. Um, $12 million, as you heard <laughs> as you heard Angel Mokachi say, is not even enough. Millions of dollars, yes, but $12 million, as far as Angel is concerned, is not enough. Um, Nafisa Collier also kind of grappled with what her personal opinion was, as well as you know, at the time of me asking, not knowing what the family uh, was asking. And so Nafisa Collier, uh, head coach Derek Fisher, and Mercedes Russell were the people that I was able to ask about the settlement that really thought, and you could see were conflicted, uh, or you could hear, I should say. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Uh, although I will have video. I'll have a video, the full cut video over at Sports Talk ELA. Um, that's my YouTube channel. Um, so you'll hear for this podcast that, you know, that at first they're getting this news just through me, but also grappling with, you know, $12 million is something, but is that enough? But who am I to say if it's enough? Uh, without knowing how the family feels. So first we'll hear from Nafisa Collier, uh, reigning as of now Rookie of the Year from the 2019 season. She plays with the Minnesota Lynx. Then you will hear from Derek Fisher. I mentioned that there's only a handful, actually two, exactly two head coaches that are black. Derek Fisher is one of them. And then you'll hear from Mercedes Russell, who plays with the Seattle Storm. Um, yeah, 
I think, you know, that's kind of hard because I think people have different opinions about that. Um, my opinion personally is I think that they should be arrested and I think that we shouldn't stop until that happens. Um, what happened was terrible and while there should be reforms and I'm glad that the family is getting compensated for their loss, you can never, you can never be compensated for that, but I'm glad that they're getting something and I'm glad that they're making reforms. Um, I think that the police officers should still be held accountable for what they did. Um, that's my initial reaction to it. So, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll probably start there first. That I mean, that's honestly the uh, I think most you know powerful and impactful part of um, you know why we're even here this year. Um, I'm not sure specifically what uh, Brianna's family sought and and will continue to seek in terms of. Um, not not necessarily payment or repayment, but just justice. And I don't I don't know if justice has a price really. Uh, so uh, in, in terms of Brianna's family, uh, you know, her legal team and the decision that they made to reach this settlement, uh, my hope is that uh, it is a uh, a small positive uh, in what is otherwise a very difficult uh, and horrible situation. Uh, so. Uh, I'm reluctant to say I'm happy for them because it's they shouldn't be in this situation at all. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a part of a process that uh, the family and the legal team are, uh, have been going through and working through. And in some ways, it's good to know that there's been some re resolution from possibly a financial perspective, but uh, there is no price on life. Uh, and, you know, my hope is, is that we'll all continue to fight for the justice that Breonna Taylor's family deserves. I mean, I'm not sure how the family feels, so I don't want to, you know, step on any toes. But, I mean, if money's going to be the outlet to all these lives being taken, that doesn't sit right with me. Like, I mean, just, you know, offering money for the death, I mean, of a loved one just doesn't sit right at all. So, I mean, personally, I don't know how I'd feel if I was the family. Obviously they said they're gonna do some things with the police reform or whatever, but I would want more. And so again, as Mercedes said, what is the family saying? What did they seek? What do they want? Well, again, the Today Show is one of a few outlets, but the Today Show is the first one that I saw that was able to speak and run a segment where they speak with Miss Tamika Palmer, Brianna Taylor's mother. And I'm going to play just a snippet of this. I'll keep the link in the show notes for you. But um, I think what you'll hear is that there's an acknowledgement that this is an unprecedented settlement in a lot of ways. As, you know, I read that report from the New York Times, that link also in the show notes. I implore you to really read that, uh, as well as uh, CNN. Uh, for a few players, you'll hear me reference a CNN, uh, a CNN report. There's an acknowledgement that this is unprecedented, but there's also an acknowledgement that more needs to be done. So here are the words of Tamika Palmer, uh, Brianna Taylor's mother. And this is this is what her family is saying in the days after the announcement of the settlement uh, coming from the city of Louisville, Kentucky to the tune of $12 million. Brianna Taylor, 
This morning, the family of Breonna Taylor says the $12 million civil settlement is only a start. I don't know that you can put a dollar amount on her life. She was so much more than that. The city of Louisville did not admit any wrongdoing by police, but the settlement does include several reforms, such as changes to the approval process for search warrants, the hiring of social workers to go out on mental health calls, and incentives for officers to live and volunteer in the community. How important are charges for these officers? It's very important. It's the, it's the most important part of this at all. And I understand that they're police officers, but that doesn't make you above the law. As we prepare to uh, close out this show, this edition of Locked on Women's Basketball, hosted by me, Erica Lindsay Ayala. Again, this is the one of my episodes that I dedicate to social justice. In the next segment, as we close out, you'll hear from players like Diana Taurasi and Courtney Vandersloot about the impact that dedicating a season to say her name, not just social justice, not just voter registration and education, but this particular campaign and Brianna Taylor in particular, you'll hear from Courtney Vandersloot, Diana Taurasi, and Brianna Stewart reflecting on that. Even for Courtney, unfortunately, after a loss, after a loss that sends her and the Chicago sky home. And then just now on the jump, uh, as I was finishing up this recording, we got um, the announcement of most valuable player, rookie of the year and coach of the year for the 2020 season. So I will give you those updates and where you can find some other awards later on tonight in the next segment. I would like to remind everyone that this season was dedicated to Say Her Name. Say Her Name is not a hashtag that the WNBA made up. It comes from the African American Policy Forum. Um, you've heard the name Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor is one of, unfortunately, hundreds of girls and women who are killed uh, at the hands of law enforcement that, unfortunately, don't always make the news and the African American Policy Forum is one of the one of the institutions that is really doing a good job. And I mentioned Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw and um, the Say Her Name campaign. The African American Policy Forum, Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw, they established the Say Her Name campaign, which then the WNBA amplified. For this particular season and it's just that say her name remember her remember her when you're talking and fighting for justice remember her when you're tired of seeing racial and social injustice and WNBA players um Courtney Vandersloot Brianna Stewart and Diana Taurasi, when I asked them about the settlement and, and for their reaction to the settlement, uh, you know, they, they talked about it. A lot of other players, too. But, but here we're going to hear from Courtney, Brianna, and Diana about the long road to justice. First, Courtney Vandersloot, post-game after Chicago was eliminated from playoff contention by the Connecticut Sun. Well, uh, you know, first and foremost, that's what this season was all about. Um, we made it very clear, being able to 
get uh, Breonna Taylor justice. And although I think, you know, um, the settlement would be, it is important and it is baby steps towards the right direction. But of course, um, I think first and foremost, we, we won't stop and we shouldn't stop until um, she is, she's gotten justice and those, the cops are arrested. Next, you'll hear from Stewie, and uh, this clip actually was played Tuesday night on ESPN. Here is Stewie reflecting on dedicating the WNBA season to say her name, Brianna Taylor, and many more. Yeah, um, my my initial reactions are, you know, obviously, um, it's a step in the right direction. Um, I think that a settlement is not justice. You know, money is not getting justice for Breonna Taylor or her family. Um, and those officers still need to be arrested. I think that um, the spotlight has kind of been on Louisville and Attorney General Daniel Cameron. And I hope that he continues to um, do what needs to be done and, and arrest her killers. And I think, you know, like I said, it's a step. And the fact that, you know, there's going to be more um, things involved with the police reforms and the no-knock warrant um, is a step in the right direction. But, like, money isn't going to bring Breonna Taylor back. And then there's the GOAT DT, Diana Taurasi, after Phoenix gets that, again, very... I can't overstate how dramatic and exciting this game was. But again, listen to Lindsey Gibbs and Matt Ellentuck give you all the pettiness, the pettiness of it all. Um, Diana Taurasi riled up after that game, very excited, um, but also reflecting on the bigger picture. Yeah, I mean, obviously um, it's a big settlement for their family going into the future, but I don't think it takes um, anything away from what we've been talking about, and that's to arrest um, the police officers that went into her living room and murdered someone. We still want um, justice as far as the justice system. Um, paying out money and protecting cops, you know, that's something that every city does. And, you know, that's some uh, a flaw in the system that it, 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 when you take a step back, um, you know, they're willing to protect their own no matter what, no matter what sum of money. But that doesn't bring back Brianna's life. Um, it doesn't bring back, you know, uh, the things that you know her family lost in, in that in that tragic event so and there's still a lot of work to be done uh you know that's one of the focuses and that's one of the reasons why we're down here obviously we're, we're down here to play basketball and support the WNBA. but you know we're going to be saying her name for a long time and um we're going to do whatever it takes and uh this league has been committed um the nba has been committed and, and a lot of other players and teams from uh, you know other sports um you know, some that, that weighs heavy on your heart. You know, every day we do those intros um, before the game, and I look into the eyes of, you know, all those women that have been killed, and, and you think, man, that that could be my best friend. That could be my sister. That could be my daughter. Like, you know, I think sometimes um, we become numb to, to these situations, and, and, and you have to take a step back and uh, really think what we're doing in this country and how we want to change it and go forward. It's not easy to focus, intentionally focus on racial and social injustice. It's painful. These are lives. People are dying. It's not easy. It's not easy to play 
a 30 plus game season. It's not easy to play a 22 game season. And to be on, to have to be on that entire time. And yet that's what the WNBA has done this season. But as Courtney Vandersloot said, uh, the goal was justice for Breonna Taylor and arresting the cops that shot Breonna Taylor, as many other people as well. But um, Courtney Vandersloot, even right after a loss, was very laser sharp, clear focused on the goal. And that's important because there are a lot of people that hurt because of these conversations for a lot of different reasons. And I think James Wade really embodied that. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Nick Nydorf. Sorry if I didn't pronounce your name right, Nick. I meant to ask earlier, but uh, I really wanted to. I asked James Wade, same question as many of the other athletes and coaches. And James's response was emotional for me to hear and to see in real time. Um, and I was I was so worried I wasn't going to get this clip. I had a little bit of trouble locating the video. And Nick was the one that, uh, that came in and secured this audio. Now, the audio is a little bit lower, so apologies here. You'll just have to, um, you might have to adjust your volume. But uh, here's James Wade reacting to the news of a settlement to the family of Breonna Taylor. So this is um, the part that really I, that fatigues me a lot. Um, the fact that they put a price on her life and like, still no justice. I don't get it. There's still no justice. The officers aren't arrested. I don't. I don't get it. Um, We're talking about things, and my life still feels, I still feel like I have the same value as when I came into the bubble. And it shows with, we'll just put a price tag on it, and um, hopefully it'll settle down. But why haven't the officers been arrested? Like, they killed her. They killed her. If I go out and I kill somebody, I'm going to get arrested. You know? Uh, it's not going to bring her back. When we talk about justice... And um, that is not justice. And so we've seen some things, even in the last week, where you've seen people get put in a chokehold where they can't breathe. But you just saw a guy in Clay, Georgia, was in the backseat of a car, and he didn't have ID, and he ended up, you know, getting knocked out because the officer had his, his forearm in his throat. Like, it's a shame. But it makes for good talking points, you know, makes for good talking points. We talk about it, we report it, but nothing's really happened. And uh, as long as we can let prejudice, discrimination, and racism, like, rule our country, it's just not, it's not it. And we'll never uh, get to where we need to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm very pessimistic about it. James Wade, one of two, only two head coaches that are black, both men, says he's pessimistic. He talked earlier in the season 
in media availability. Um, and I think it was also reported on one of the broadcasts. Things like this, um, the way James is feeling and how he articulated it is why his, his family lives overseas. He lives in a different country. And the way it was reported is that, of course, those countries, all countries, um, truly, deal with racism. That being in the United States, having to deal with the injustice was too much for his family to bear. And as you see, as you heard, I should say, as you heard, it's a podcast, um, James continues to, to share that he's pessimistic. And for him, the announcement of the, uh, of the settlement was just that. And so now I want to cut over to Cheryl Reeve because I think Cheryl Reeve gave a, a really um, insightful analysis that, that goes to James's point. Um, about being pessimistic. Um, so here's Cheryl Reef reacting to the the news of the Brianna Taylor settlement. Yeah, um, you know, mixed emotions. Um, the first thing is I don't believe that settlements um, are the are the path to reform. Um, I, I think it's contrary to the idea of accountability. I do believe that the Breonna Taylor family deserves every penny and more. Um, that's not justice. And, um, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, these settlements continue to penalize uh, the communities that are, that are being brutalized uh, because it is taxpayers uh, that, that is going to be responsible for that settlement. Uh, so that's not to say that this, this is not about, you know, Breonna Taylor's family deserves this but the community doesn't deserve being held accountable financially. And so um, I, I don't understand their, their inability to recognize what accountability means. If I'm a police officer and I am engaging in um, police brutality against any community, that uh, I should be held personally responsible for that. Until you see that, until there's actual responsibility, because what it, are the, the police officers not been arrested? There's no, he's, there's nothing, he's got, he's gets his pension. He gets, you know, so until either the, the union is hit, you know, maybe the overall pensions are hit, you're not going to see change. And so while for the Breonna Taylor family, you know, millions of dollars, um, you know, that's, that's one way to, um, you know, in, in, in some way, uh, you know, ease the pain, but, you know, Breonna Taylor being here would, would be the preference. And so there isn't, there isn't accountability. And it's just, you know what? And they know it. They know it. They know that we're going to get to a number and we're going to be fine. We'll pay it out. They'll pay it out. The taxpayers will pay it out. And the police will continue to police the way that they police. And so, um, yeah, uh, mixed emotions of, uh, about it, but certainly nothing against the, the Taylor family. Uh, but it doesn't solve anything. The same thing is going to continue to happen until we have um, massive reform within this awful system that we have in policing. And congratulations to Cheryl Reeve, who was named Coach of the Year. That was announced today. Um, 
along with it was also announced that rookie of the year goes to crystal dangerfield um so congratulations to cheryl congratulations to crystal and here's crystal when i asked on tuesday um reactions to the settlement for brianna taylor um i would definitely say there's no there's no price you can put on on human life i think that's that's the biggest thing um but it's nice to hear that that they're going to look for some reform in the no knock warrant um because we, we want it to be a situation where it doesn't happen to another family, another person loses their life. But again, I don't think there's an amount of money that you can place on a person's life. So you just heard from two of the award winners, Coach of the Year, Cheryl Reeve, and Rookie of the Year, Crystal Dangerfield. Um, another former Rookie of the Year um, also announced uh, for an award that is asia wilson of the las vegas aces is the 2020 wobble season most valuable player congratulations to asia wilson um and so for anyone who's listened to this podcast uh, i'm three for three right now I, I technically i'm four for four because the votes for rookie of the year overwhelmingly went to crystal dangerfield um, but the voting for Satsu Sabali, I thought, was much lower than it, it should have been. So, four for four, unofficially. Three for three, officially. Four for four, unofficially. So, we'll get more awards. It was announced that um, between the games that are tonight. So, of course, I got to give you the lineup. With the Phoenix Mercury winning and the Connecticut Sun winning, both advance to the second round of the playoffs. So what's going to happen now is um, that we have the Los Angeles Sparks and the uh, Minnesota Lynx were the two teams waiting for the winners of the first round. And so we have round two of the playoffs tonight, which is Phoenix against Minnesota at 7 p.m., and then the Connecticut Sun take on the Los Angeles Sparks at 9 p.m. Both of these games will be live on ESPN2, also available on the app. And the additional cover coverage of the top honors will take place um, throughout the evening. So we will get announcements as those games are happening, uh, likely at halftime, maybe before the game. Um, so congratulations to the award winners. And next time we're on Locked On Women's Basketball with Erica Ayala, we'll have some other awards. But before I leave you, I want to um, just remind everyone that, that this is the road to justice is a long, winding, um, unforgiving road. And it, it truly takes all of us I loved what Bridget Carlton said about being educated and she's had the experience to educate herself and, and to exercise her voice. Um, I loved what Cheryl Reeve said about the systemic nature of this. Of course, James Wade was uh, just very personal and emotional as was Candace Parker talking about being a mom. And if you could see that video 
Again, check it out at Sports Talk ELA on YouTube. Candace, I mean, she looked on the brink of tears talking about being a mother and saying that no amount of money can make make that right to lose your child in such a violent fashion. And ultimately, I want to leave you with head coach Gary Kloppenberg of the Seattle Storm and what Brittany Sykes of the Los Angeles Sparks had to say. For those who may question, and I have to admit, as I maybe did, maybe not wanting to talk about social justice, for anyone questioning if the settlement or the playoffs have deterred the WNBA, well, here's what Gary and Brittany Sykes have to say. I'm going to leave you with them, so I will say goodbye for now. And make sure you're following me, elindsay08 on Twitter. Listen Tuesday, Thursdays on Locked On Women's Basketball, where on Thursdays we'll dive into social justice. And why? Because of this. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 think, um, I, I think our our league, our players, our coaches uh, are not going to be um, content with that. You know, we, we feel like uh, justice has to be served. This is this, it was a bad warrant. These guys, it was, they were negligent going in there. You know, we all know we all know the facts about it. I'm just uh, curious your reaction to that that settlement number. They charge the cops? No, ma'am. And that's my reaction. I mean, yeah, money is cool, but did they charge the cops? And they didn't, so our job isn't done. Brianna Taylor.